You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. everyone, this is Chris with the Couch Potatoes. I'm here with our special guest from the Cryptic Conspiracy Cult. Mr. Quinn. We are talking about mafias again. We're going to talk about probably the greatest mafia movie. Probably in most people's opinions. If not, they got shit opinions. Yeah. And we know what to do with them. <laughs> Give them the Fredo kiss and tell them to go on a boat ride. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go fishing. Let's go fishing. We will be talking about Mario Puzo's The One and Only Godfather. Who's Godfather. Not his. Not his Godfather. <laughs> yes, today we'll be discussing about the classic Godfather movie, rated in the Criterion Collection. Uh, one of the, probably the greatest sequel to have attached to a movie, Godfather Part Two, right there with like Terminator Two. But also <laughs> has one of the worst trilogy adaptations. Yes, uh, Godfather <laughs> Three is straight up fucking nuts. Just straight nosedive. Yeah, you're on the peak and then you just dive straight off at a high rate of speed. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about that for a second. The Godfather. Um, it actually has, like, if you go online, it's a 9.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 97% of Rotten Tomatoes, and a 5 out of 5 on Facebook. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of the reviews are always glowing. Um, and do you remember when the first time you saw The Godfather? I was like... Five or six years old, my grandfather put it on. My my grandfather, um, his family comes from Sicily. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that type of thing was very big in their community. Where he grew up in uh, Red Hook, he didn't live very far from a place called uh, President Street, mm-hmm. which is where guys like uh, Crazy Joe Gallo uh, grew up. You, you see an adaptation of him in um, The Irishman. Yeah. That's uh, Sebastian Maniscolo's character. Um, he used to see Joe Gallo and his group, his brother and his little crew, uh, hanging out in front of one of the uh, supermarkets. It wasn't really a supermarket, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It was a grocery store because he owned the grocery store. He had them on the take. Like, he charged uh, street tax per the businesses he took over. Um, so, you know, that being baked in there, along with some family members being part of the Black Hand, you know, it was kind of a rite of passage for me to watch, like all yeah. these mob movies growing up, and The Godfather being the very first one. Yeah, so this year actually marks the 50th anniversary That's cool. uh, of the release. It came out in March of 1972, uh, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, and the, the cast itself is stacked. Yeah. Uh, for the time, not so much. They were all young actors, but today... This cast is fantastic. Um, we have the one and only Al Pacino as Michael Corleone, Marlon Brando as Vito Corleone, the Godfather himself. James Conn as Sonny. James Conn as Sonny. Uh, Diane Keaton as Kay. Uh, Taya Shear from Rocky. <laughs> uh, from Rocky. I always see her from Rocky. I do of not course. See, when I see her in this, I'm just like, if Rocky had broke up with her yeah. and she moved away. And she moved away and, uh, and married into another family. Uh, John Cazale, which uh, played Fredo. Who was also, um, during that time, he was with Meryl Streep. Yes. That was shortly before um, he passed. Um, 
which another thing about John Cazale real quick, uh, most underrated actor in this movie. Agreed. Uh, Al Pacino and Diane Keaton had both said um, after he had passed that he was one of the best actors he had the opportunity to work with. And that was including with Marlon Brando. Um, He said he was the kindest man yeah you could ever meet uh and he really sold the story uh another movie him and al pacino are in is uh dog day afternoon yes i forgot he was in that yeah yes. he gets shot in the back of the head yes he does in, in that car and another wild very progressive storyline for and, a 1970s and dog, and dog film day. yeah so al pacino and his friend uh rob a bank so his friend can have because his boyfriend can have a sex change operation yep and that was the crux of the whole fucking movie and i'm yeah. just like that's the storyline of Dog Day Afternoon, yeah. and it's the it's a seventies movie, and that was a movie I watched when I was really young too. And I, I still remember the scene where he's uh, saying Attica because like the guy, Attica, the, the cops Attica. keep moving too yeah. close and look like they're going to take him yeah. out. Uh, this movie is stacked with great other actors: uh, Richard uh, Castelletto as uh, Peter Clemenza, who is uh, an actual fucking mob guy. Yeah. Uh, Gianna Russell as Carlo. Uh, uh, <laughs> Al Martino as Johnny Fontaine. Johnny Fontaine being the Frank Sinatra character. Yep. Um, who uh, got helped by the Columbos to get out of his contract with Tommy Dorsey. Yep. That's what they reference when they talk about him putting a gun to his head. Uh, Al Terry as uh, Virgil Salazzo, who played a great villain in the first act. Yes. Um, Abe Vigoda as Salvatore. Abe Vigoda is a hilarious actor. <laughs> what? Who? Where was he in that? I'm trying to think. Salvatore. He is, he, all right. So Salvatore is always with Peter Clemenza a lot of times. He's very tall and like he oh. hands the gun. He hands. He uh, so where uh, Clemenza is showing Michael the 38. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. He he was uh, Salvatore Tessio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was in Good Burger. Uh, Good Burger. He was the fucking cook that was in Good Burger. Yeah. He's the old man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. He's, in, he's actually now. in a fucking hilarious uh, uh, Snickers commercial right before he died. No where, shit. Where the guy is just like bitching he's like he's betty white you know he's like he's being betty white he's like man you need you need a snickers he's like your mother needs a fucking snickers whoa 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 just eat one and be yeah fine. that's right and then like the next scene is a guy getting tackled and he turns into a bagoda he's like oh that hates <laughs> <laughs> no that's right that's right and he's just laying there staring at the sky yeah uh I, you know just i could keep going about this uh i love how the internet just put all the cast from one two and three on the cast list yeah uh but robert duvall uh, as Tom Hagen, the other brother. Yep. Uh, fun fact, Tom Hagen is actually adopted into the family by Vito. Um, he was uh, wandering the streets, basically. He was yeah. a homeless orphan. Yep. Um, and Eli Wallach, who uh, is Donna Tobello. Um, Eli Wallach is a great actor. He's also the ugly. In, That's right, yeah. He, he's ugly. Uh, who lear- uh, fun fact about the ugly, he learned how to operate guns. For that movie, <laughs> for Good, Bad, and the Ugly, the no scene where shit. he's breaking down a gun—that's real, and there's real bullets in that. And so when he points it at that man, that man is legitimately scared. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he, I just love how they kept rolling. Is my thing. It's just like, no, no, no. He's not going to actually shoot him if he does. We got the cops right here. <laughs> um, he was almost Alec Baldwin before Alec yeah. Baldwin. <laughs> so the 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 Godfather tells the story of America, uh, the American dream of. Uh, a family of immigrants who have second, third generation family uh, here in the United States. Uh, the Godfather 2 kind of breaks this down a little bit more. Yeah. But we'll continue that on part two of this uh, breakdown. But the 
the Godfather itself is fantastic in the way it sets up because it opens with a wedding. Yep. And it's such a nice, like, it's a big wedding. You could tell that it's a rich, not only just uh, financially rich, but a rich family. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it's cousins, like cousins, aunts, cousins, brothers, sisters, sisters everybody. Everyone, everyone's there. And it's, it is the extended family of this group. Oh, yeah. We also see in the, in the wedding party um, other godfathers, other dons. So we see that there's a mutual respect when it comes to these type of situations where, no, no, we're about business outside of this, but we're about family inside of this. Yeah. And it, play, it plays really well because the, I don't know if you noticed the contrast, like in movie making, you, know, you see the contrast of everything's pink and beautiful. Everyone's outside. A lot Very of nat- bright colors. Yeah, everything. Like that. And when we first meet the godfather, he's inside. There's low light. He's petting a shithill cat. (laughs) (laughs) And he's talking to our Frank Sinatra character in the very beginning. Um, And this is actually a double narration, kind of. When when they're doing it, they're doing it with Michael Corleone coming back with a silver star. He's with his girlfriend, Kay. She's not part of the wedding party. She's a guest. But you could tell that because she's a guest, uh, it's a little off. She's, she's new. She's very much a um, babe in the woods type of thing. Yeah, with how she's looking around, mm. wide eyed, trying to figure out who everybody is. And I do like the two, the the two, the two stories because before uh, Frank Sinatra's character, uh, Johnny Fontaine, Johnny Fontaine shows up, which actually Johnny Fontaine just means Johnny Fountain. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nothing. His name. His name's another person who shares this name is uh, William Del Tor. Uh, Willem Fontaine Delator Dotrieve from uh, King of the Hill. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Bill Dotrieve. <laughs> William of the Fountain of the Upper Bank. That's what that means. That's that. Honestly, that almost sounds the like Bill a royalty. <laughs> but uh, I just want to sneak a King of the Hill joke in there. Bill, what are you doing up there? He speaks Cable perfect. problems? He speaks, no, I'm just trying to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> he speaks perfect Creole. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Check out our series review on King of the Hill and the Couch Potatoes. Oh my God! But uh, but yeah, so we see the uh, the mortician is I believe is the first guy to show. Uh, it's the day of the daughter's wedding, and we get the classic cliche of, "Oh no!" On the day of a do- of the day of the Don's daughter's wedding, you can ask him a favor. This is one time to ask a favor. Family Guy played this great because he asked for like a sandwich. <laughs> I, I just love when he's like, uh, the, his daughter runs it and he's like, what's wrong, my daughter, on this, the day of my, my daughter's, daughter's wedding? <laughs> <laughs> just playing it up. I, I think what really stands out to me is the scene where he's talking to the, like it's before Johnny Fontaine, it, it's the initial scene of when we're first introduced to, John, uh, to Don Corleone where the... Um, Mortician's talking yeah. to him about his daughter, about his daughter, the mortician's daughter getting hooked on drugs and getting pretty much kidnapped is how mm-hmm. he was making it out to be, and that they mutilated her face. Yes, yeah, so this is is kind of a kind of a flip on the script. Uh, she is technically they're describing a rape. Yeah, to a T, hundred percent. And his his family suffers the indignity of it, and we find out in in part two. That he has a relationship with this man on a business level early on, back when he was just Corleone, not Don Corleone. Yeah. So like he's he's 
he's had old business with this man, but he sees the Godfather as a leader, a community leader who needs justice because the cops aren't stepping in. No. Uh, and that's why he seeks justice from this man, which goes into what is the mafia in itself. A, uh, do you know the story of the word mafia? Um, well, I mean, the, the name, I'm not entirely sure. I know the original name is, the preferred name is La Cosa Nostra, yeah. which is this thing of ours or yeah. our thing. So so the word mafia was is a, is a broken Italian-Latin kind of thing where it was mob justice. Yeah, in Italy, uh, mainly mainly uh, after the fall of Rome, after World War, uh, during World War One, it, it uh, was in uh, mostly in Sicily and southern Italy yeah. is where it really. But it, it, uh, the mafia itself uh, actually became a town act, yeah, uh, uh, to go after someone who has hurt the town in a way, either by its citizens or its citizenry, um, and that's where mafia actually comes from. It's a derogatory term for like mo- uh, a mob of vigilantes. Uh, and it's kind of funny how it plays into the story of La Costa Nostra. It's like a mafia in the beginning yeah. is about defending the community. Well, in, in a way, too, it's kind of like a form of feudalism mm-hmm. when you think about it. Because Italy wasn't unified till right before the First World War. Yeah. So a lot of times, most of the people that had a lot of power mm-hmm. were either leaders of the city, the little states, or they were landowners, rich mm-hmm. landowners. Which the rich landowners would therefore start extorting other people, yeah. smaller businesses, getting a cut from yeah. each, like putting their hand in different businesses throughout the area to make money. Yeah, racketeering. Racketeering and protection extortion. rackets, extortion. Which is another, uh, I've always had a problem with the, with extortion. It's a, it's a weird crime. It, it's going into somebody's business and being like, man, it would be fucked up if I were to come in here and break everything, huh? It'd be a fucked up if I made you as part of the next day special motherfucker yeah like, like it, 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 it's, it's a weird like faux threat that i never understood how it's so popular like down i think it's because i live in the south because the idea of someone coming up to me saying <laughs> oh, yeah, but like i'm gonna bury you in the fucking woods dude yeah you got some fucking nerve coming in here and if saying I just, that if i wanted to i'd get my buddy quinn we'll go to tallahassee <laughs> make a day of it <laughs> And feed we'll, you to the gators. We'll have more than enough time. Here you go, yeah. fuzzy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I got, I got you, motherfucker. Like, and and, and I think it's because I think it's more prevalent in the cities, because, very much because because they they don't have much and they're meek. Well, and, a lot of it not, too not is not in a derogatory way, but like yeah. they, they're beaten down. Well, in a lot of ways too is uh, extorting your own people. Who is going to put up the least amount of fight? Uh, this American-born, you know. Uh, John, like, you know, John Doe that's higher up in the echelon. Of John sus- Smith, the senator's yeah. son. <laughs> John Smith, the senator's son, or, you know, Luigi over here that just came over the boat two months ago and it just now started building up his upholstery business. You're don't, obviously going to go to him. Don't throw Luigi under, as, <laughs> under the bus. There's so many Italian names that you use Luigi as the piece of Antonio, shit. Antonio, uh, uh, Mario, uh, Salvatore, Giuseppe. Giuseppe, Giuseppe is a... Is a cringy you know, little Italian you know, man. You know what Giuseppe basically would be, though? Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry or trust, George? I don't trust Jerry Giuseppe over here. It's a Fredo name. <laughs> it's a Fredo name, it is. Yeah. He's named after cheese. <laughs> you know what Fredo almost sounds like, right? What, Nero? <laughs> <laughs> What's a five-letter word for fucking idiot? Fredo. Fredo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, it fits. <laughs> but, like, so... Uh, with with the the whole story of the mafia, we have the truth of the mafia, 
and we've discussed this multiple times on our uh, mafia episode and I've, our, I've always had to make footnotes <laughs> yeah but also with our sopranos series yeah uh which i think is funny is because like they they worship the godfather and oh, hate, yeah. hate goodfellas even though all your fucking cast members come from these movies well the, the best thing i've ever heard was like the godfather was how they wanted to be seen yeah. goodfellas was how they actually fucking are to a t just coked out idiots <laughs> fucking psychopaths incapable of feeling any guilt or remorse until it's like oh fuck i'm gonna be going to jail for how long all right i'll turn on everybody else and that's a good thing about like the godfather is we're getting kind of like a family man type situation going on very much like uh carlo gambino that mm-hmm. guy he uh original really the gambino family he never he only went to pre- he only went to jail one time for a small charge yeah and that was it he was in and out and done never went to jail again died kind of like you know how uh vito corleone died and how he lived almost entirely under the radar right. um and kind of like paul Sorvino's character from goodfellas yeah very lived, similar lived full vario yeah um but yeah, so we're we're he's talking to the the mortician and he's asking for help. And on the day of his daughter's wedding, of course the don says yes. And but he does give a cryptic kind of backhand statement to him. I will ask of you a favor one day. Keep that in mind. And it is kind of cryptic, you know, the way they do it. But it's an understanding, you know, you know you shake my hand today, you shake my hand again tomorrow. Yeah. Kind of attitude. Like you you scratch my back, I scratch yeah. yours, and vice versa. And a lot of it, too, leading up to that, when he finally says yes, was the fact that he was kind of insulted initially because he's like, y- you're coming here to ask me to kill somebody. You don't say hello. You don't say thank you. How are you? You don't bring a gift. You, don't, you, you don't, show we don't, nothing yeah, to Yeah, but, but we, you don't see me on the regular like you used to. Yeah, like, what, what the fuck and is I, that? And it's kind of a stupid fucking statement for the Corleone. He's like, it, it, you, you live in a fucking palace, asshole. Well, when you grow up around Italians, uh, honestly, from personal experience, that is a very true thing. It's like, why the fuck are you going to come over here and ask? You don't hang out with me. You don't come over. You don't call anymore. You used to call all the time. Like, for some reason, in Sicilian and, it, like, Southern Italian families, that is a big fucking yeah. deal. If you're not coming over here regularly and we're not keeping a good relationship, don't yeah. ask me to do you favors. Yeah. But this, <laughs> this is this is the uh, the cliche part of it. Yeah. He has to accept in a way. Yes. To an extent. But he's not going to accept without reasonable. complaining. <laughs> a, but yeah, but a, reasonable, a reasonable response. Um, and then we hear the shouting and the yelling and stuff like that. Fontaine shows up everyone's losing their fucking shit all the women are playing because this is the man this is you know the elvis presley of the italian fucking people yeah. <laughs> and uh i love how it's taya sheer who's losing her shit most of all even though <laughs> they have a family connection you know he's got big because Vito did him a favor with luca brazzi yeah and like He's there because it's based off the true story of Frank Sinatra. Yep. Where they beaten and bloodied a man to get him out of his Tommy big Tommy Dorsey. Band. Yeah. They, uh, uh, um, it was, if I remember right, it was the Genovese. It was Vito and I think Albert Anastasia. Mm. And Albert Anastasia was the one who put the gun to the guy's head. Mm. And the Irishman, that's who gets killed in that barber shop. Yeah, and it's it's kind of fascinating that we're we're in kind of a good spot too because it's post 1945. Mm-hmm. Uh, America has kind of unified under under certain ideas. Um, you know, the little underlying bigotry is still there, but there, there is an understanding that what had just happened happened in World War One or World War Two 
um, that they've kind of cemented themselves in the American, you know, culture because that's what they're doing. They're ha- doing the American thing. They're having a giant wedding. Yeah, they're you know they're getting together. The senators are there. Are there congressmen? Are there lawmakers? Lawyers? Cops? Everybody's there. Yeah. having a good time. And we see the. Uh, the outliers in the parking lot taking pictures of and the sh- license plates yeah. and fucking uh, Sonny comes out and starts chasing them off. Oh yeah, and he does like the most gangster fucking thing. He's like there and gets put some money on the fucking ground after he just <laughs> like lays that shit. Yeah, here you go. That'll pay for it. Have the, a good one. Get the fuck out of here. My favorite one is my favorite part is during the wedding where you're looking at the Dons and Barzini's sitting there and he's watching and some photographer comes up, takes a picture of him. Get that film and, and he. <laughs> looks over and just points at the guy and two guys come over take the fucking camera break it apart takes the photo out and just crumples it throws it on the ground looks at the guy and hands him the camera back tells him to fuck off <laughs> yeah. uh and so like there, there's an understanding that is a private moment you know this is uh unless you know someone's set up to take photos anybody walk around taking photos with like a little camera and a lot of guys then too like around that time did not want their pic they wanted no fucking photo evidence of them ever being alive they you know family photos is one thing the personal belongings Mm but in public no i don't want anybody to know who i am uh and around this time the fbi has kind of submitted itself as existing along with you know congressional oversight uh, this is actually, you know, still post, you know, John Dillinger, yep. uh, the, the interstate crime wave of uh, Bonnie and Clyde, Babyface Nelson, uh, Pretty Boy Floyd. Even after Capone, too? This is yeah. after Capone? Yeah, this is after the Godfather, Honor Rothstein. Yes. You know, this, is actually, this is after the, 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 the creator himself of the mob. Um, and then, you know, your Chicago's, uh, your Lucky Luciano's, yeah, Meyer Lansky, with his Nazi hating gang. <laughs> Meyer Lansky is I can't. It's hard to ter- determine whether or not he's an American hero or just a crazy little man. He both. He he loved the United States, but he loved making money off of the United States more. <laughs> never went to jail either. Another guy who never went to prison. Never per, saw a prison a time. Smickety little Jew who who <laughs> fought his way through the top. <laughs> Had a great time. Died old age. He Fuck fucking yeah. loved life. Yeah, his friends with Lucky Luciano. <laughs> yeah, that kind of that, that submitted their relationship. Still he, friends with him even after he got sent over to Italy. Yeah, um, and with with going into this, uh, Johnny Fontaine makes a big fucking show, and this is where we get this is where the conversation begins with Michael and Kay. And she starts asking some questions, which rightfully she should. Of course. She's fucking around with this man, Al Pacino. One of the slickest motherfuckers out there. <laughs> he is. He is. He's a slick motherfucker. Yeah, he is. No, old, he is. old school Al Pacino yeah. movies is slick as hell. Yeah. Not like James Caan, who's like railing a fucking bridesmaid upstairs. And <laughs> just angry, wanting to fight everything. Yeah. yeah. Or Fredo just milling around. and like, yeah. Looming over people. Meanwhile, Robert Duvall is actually at work. <laughs> no, hey, no, it's fine. You guys do your thing. I'll fucking do everything. And I like how Robert do. Duvall is the only person out of his brothers to come up to the table and talk to Michael. Everybody else is all Because yeah, Michael, Michael and Kay are kind of sitting by themselves, but Robert Duvall comes up. He's like, hey, Tom, how you doing? This is, hey, Kay, this is my brother Tom Hagen. This is Kay. But he introduces him like that. Because Tom Hagen still, which is kind of a funny thing, because they respect Tom to say his full name, and then explain why he has not, why he's not a Corleone. And I love the story of Tom Hagen. Like they they, they bring him in because he's a childhood friend. Yeah, and he's a consigliere 
out of the same and this is gonna be kind of kind of fucked up he's the same type of conciliary as uh that blonde guy from Django, who's the lawyer of candy oh yeah a hundred percent yeah 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 exactly the same his, concept candy, because uh calvin candy's family sit him to be a lawyer to come back to be a lawyer for candy of course yeah <laughs> it's the same thing yeah but like they, they train tom in the law but also you know inner inner politics between you know the mafia and stuff like that um robert duvall is my favorite character in the series uh just because he's kind of keeping the level head the whole time all while cutting a horse's head off and putting it in a bed yep. <laughs> <laughs> just casual shit <laughs> uh, but we but johnny uh he she you know he explains the whole story of johnny fontaine and then we get the story we see we see a big man in the back murmuring to himself the same lines over and over again which i love this part because this is actually a true story that they kept in the film as like a deleted scene that should have been a deleted scene but it made it even better uh you know what scene i'm talking about yeah where he's saying uh where he's going over his line of what he's going to say to Don Corleone yeah. like i hope your daughter has a child and he is a masculine Mascul- child a strong child yeah but like the real story of that is the guy is actually just practicing his fucking lines yeah <laughs> and they kept it in and then they give the foreshadow of how bad he is yeah what they're doing what they're doing is they're showing how this man who's doing this weak thing practicing talking to somebody but also being the biggest fucking problem that could be your, your fucking problem later on in the show. Because he's built like a fucking gorilla. Oh, he's a monster. Just no, he's a monster. massive. And he's a real fucking thug in real life. Yeah, he was a, he was another guy that was an actual guy that was in the mob. Yeah. He was in uh, the Lucchese's or the Genovese, one of the two. I think it was the Genovese. I think it was Genovese, too, because uh, the guy who played um, Clemenza was in the Columbos. Yeah. Uh, and... That's a whole other story. Yeah, the, the no, there's the, a the, the, lot to that. We'll come back to that. And yeah. What, what we'll do is we'll skip Godfather 3 and just talk about yeah, the making of these fine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that needs to be talked about with that. Two lines of dialogue. Nobody wrongs Joey Zaza. <laughs> <laughs> two, lines of, two, two lines about Godfather 3. Uh, Coppola's daughter is the greatest actress I've ever seen. She, you, she's you, right up here with a Chris, brick. there's very few times I've ever physically wanted to assault somebody, and you just uttering that fucking sentence was one of them. <laughs> Come on, man. She's almost as good as a brick. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted Winona writing for that role, and I, I feel like she would have done a little bit better. But, like, that was so out of fucking realm for her in terms of her... I don't know. She was in Heather's. Yeah, but like that's not that's not an organized crime movie. You know what it I mean? It should be. <laughs> True, considering they the, blow people up. <laughs> yeah, and like even uh, um, Christian Slater's dad in that film is talking about like blowing up a building while there's a couple of Norwegians inside. Yeah. But uh, so we get the the famous story of Michael Corleone. So in the book, he tells her that in so many sentences, it would take you lifetimes before I could tell you what Luca Brasi did. Yeah. And what Luca Brazzi did was he got a woman pregnant. A little Irish girl, red hair and green eyes. And she's a prostitute that we think of. Yeah. And then he killed her and the baby and threw him off a bridge. He threw the baby into a furnace. Yeah. And then killed her in the bed. And then I forgot who he called up to come over. It was one of the brothers. And they went over, were in total shock of what was going on. Probably Even Fredo. <laughs> I, I don't know if, it, I think it was either Fredo or it was, I think it was Clemenza that actually got called up. Because he was, Clemenza was the only one that he would talk to. I mean, Clemenza's more of like a cleaner. He is. And he went in 
and they saw what was happening kind of put two and two together and when they witnessed that they just everybody realized how much they fucking hated him even luca brazzi's own guys that were hanging out there mm-hmm. with him fucking hated him after that point yeah uh but we we go from there back into the godfather's office yeah with johnny fontaine being a bitch getting upset about i can't even remember what it was for i need this pot dog. that's right this that's fucking, right he was trying to get into a movie godfather i need this fucking pot uh, pl- please help me zeppi shut the fuck up <laughs> and then he, then he starts crying and then be a man why don't he just slaps him across the face god damn <laughs> He just like, got hit by Marlon Brando. Yeah, who, who's, who's so lazy? He's not even reading. He's reading his lines off a fucking cat. <laughs> uh, at that point, yeah, he put on so much fucking weight. Yeah, um, and then we get, you know, we get we get a little bit more scenes because uh, while he's talking to Johnny Fontaine, Robert Duvall goes off and tries to find James Con. The piece of shit, brother. Who's I do just, not like this motherfucker. Yeah, because his wife was fucking at the wedding. Yeah, and he was fucking a bridesmaid in a bathroom upstairs. upstairs. And she knew that they were fucking. Yeah. Like she went up the, she got ready to go up the stairs. She could hear him, and then she just walks off, all destroyed. Yeah. yeah, that reminds me of kind of like probably like Seal's wife if she was to hear this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking don't care. <laughs> Fuck it, he's Seal. What do I expect? Yeah, what do I expect? <laughs> but it's it's so funny because. They introduce each character and what their arc is going to be is going to be a piece of shit, a solitude man with his girl, Fredo milling around, <laughs> and Robert Duvall always working. These are the stories of these brothers. Tyra Shear plays an important part because the piece of shit she married <laughs> is is one of the linchpins of the whole thing falling. Yeah. That says a lot about his whole. Sorry, Johnny Russo. If you you look into a lot of the stuff about like mob culture, mm-hmm. like you talk about Michael Francis, all those guys, they will all say the same thing. That dude is like the biggest fucking liar that has ever yeah. amounted. Because like he, you know, hung out with everybody. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe was apparently his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> There's a photo like supposedly where it's just the back of his some guy's head with Marilyn Monroe turning around and looking over, and he's like, "Yeah, that's me." No, that's Arthur Miller. No, that's <laughs> that's Arthur Miller. You wish you hit that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> what a dynamic. You know, the, one of the greatest playwrights and one of the greatest fucking batters in baseball. She all over the fucking place. She, this she had a multitude, even both Kennedys at once. I watched that movie about her on Netflix. How it was is, it? It's fucking weird as shit. I figured it looked like and it. One of the Kennedys is it. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> they make it. They make it unintentionally funny. That's awesome. Because he's just getting his dick sucked with a guy outside, right? Not even ha. outside the door, ha. but just in the next room. <laughs> I feel like he sounds like Mayor Quimby when he moans. <laughs> I don't want you to know. <laughs> but uh, but I like Kay in this because she is so. I'm not saying she's blind, but she she's not going to see the full thing until the very end. Of course. And the way they do that at the very end is perfect. But I like Michael the most, probably. I mean, yeah, he's very because easily not likable. Only, not, not only that, but like he's... We need someone to lead later on, and he doesn't want to, but he has to. <laughs> he kind of, Well, that's usually the best story, is always the guy that's trying to back out of a certain role that's needed, but then they find themselves in it, and they wind up being fucking great. It's natural. Like Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, even... Uh, um, God Don- damn it, Gump, you're the best fucking mafia killer in this place. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be a general one day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Salazzo, life is like a revolver <laughs> gump fiction coming to a theaters near you 
<laughs> oh my god he can run all fucking day <laughs> oh. i think uh, i think what always got me though is the fact that uh don corleone did not want michael involved in it at all tom didn't even want him involved no no so james like james Conn's character sonny didn't want him but sonny saw it as more of like i'm the oldest i know better yeah. you're the youngest you don't know shit and this is a problem i have with the movie um and the kind of the story in general um Let's, let's go ahead and go forward a little bit. So, the wedding ends. They send Tom Hagen to Hollywood to negotiate some stuff. While that's going on, James Conn uh, is meeting with someone named with Salazzo, uh, who's making the argument about, hey, I need someone to help me with the drugs. I want somebody to invest in this. And he's asking for, like, I think a cool million, ain't it? Yeah, about. Yeah. Because um, it's all the transporting costs and shit. Yeah, but it's also protection. He yeah. needs protection. And uh, it is a very weird dynamic between James Conn, Hagen, and uh, Corleone. Uh, because he's just bringing this idea. It's kind of like, hey, Dad, my buddy's got this investment. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I, I can only imagine what the fuck this is, Sonny. Yeah, just tell me. Yeah, fucking idiot. Yeah, like, it, he's way too hot-headed and way too, mm. uh, how can I put it, ignorant Yeah. to what's actually in front of him. Because Tom Hagen saw it right through Salazzo instantly. Yeah. Um, but going into it, um, Tom, let's talk about Tom and his little trip to Hollywood. Oh, God, this is great. It's fantastical. Be- best part ever. Now, in the book, they kind of explain what happens, but in the movie, they do not. So he goes out and speaks to this this man, and the guy fucking just talks cash money shit to Hagen. Because all he, Robert Hagen at no point says, oh, I'm here on behalf of he doesn't mention Vito it. Corleone. I'm here on behalf of Johnny Fontaine. And I love the guy. Fuck Johnny Fontaine, that piece of shit. <laughs> and fuck you two for representing him. And he's like, you and your Italian trash. You and you, yeah. And then, and then he's like, well, sir, uh, I'm not Italian. I'm Irish. My, my, actually, my parents were of uh, German and Irish descent. Well, let me tell you something, my Mick Kraut friend. <laughs> and I'm just like, that is so fast. <laughs> like, God damn, Hollywood. <laughs> and I just love that after that part, it's like, he kind of like looks over into the middle distance like, ah, fuck what do i do now oh i know what i'll do i'll call i'll call i'll call uh, don Cor- corleone and we'll straighten this shit out well not just that he doesn't associate tom hagen with don, uh, Vito corleone at nope, all at all until the next day yep oh why didn't you tell me you were associated with Vito? why didn't you tell me your boss is a fucking handgun <laughs> like <laughs> please be nice to me and tell and tell him good things about me because otherwise he'll fucking kill me <laughs> and he brings up the story of the band leader of Tom, uh, supposed to be Tommy Dorsey yeah, the, the and that Tommy Dorsey how they got the breach of contract there was a girl that was a singer that he was working with and trying to get her put into one of his movies bad thing is she meets up with Johnny Fontaine they have a whole relationship and he ends up getting her hooked on drugs fucks mm. her voice up she can't sing anymore and the 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 icing and the cherry on top of the shit Sunday is the fucking part where he goes, and she was the best piece of ass I ever had. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? Like, all that was justifiable. That part killed it. Yeah, yeah that part killed <laughs> But he, 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 Johnny Fontaine destroyed this woman in her, you know, potential career. Yeah. Which is the story of Hollywood. Oh, of course. But it's it's Judy Garland. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, Judy, Judy Garland had made a big mistake by marrying gay men. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say that. She married a lot of gay fellas. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she has no gaydar. 
<laughs> if she did, she's not listening to Christ, me. that needs maintenance. <laughs> they kept beeping. She kept drinking. <laughs> Fucking hey, <A>, dude. <laughs> I, was, I was not ready for that statement. Don't spit out that sun drop. That's good sun drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. This episode is sponsored by sun drop. Probably. I don't fucking know. <laughs> we, we wish. Hope. We hope. Uh, but yeah, so she... she f- he, he lays out a, a legitimate argument, I will say. Of fuck Johnny Fontaine, this piece of shit. Yeah. And Tom Hagen stands up and says, I will take this news back to the Corleones. Thank you for inviting me to your home. And that was that. Yep. And you assume that's that. First and, time watching this movie, it's very weird. Because you're like, that, that. he's way too cool well, and Well, not just calm. that. It, it's, it's too far of a, why did you film this whole thing? to end it like that yeah but you know when you you watch movies long enough you know it's just like oh no this is gonna have a meaning yeah next morning blood all just in laying in bed and all of a sudden he kicks something that's wet yeah puts his hands down and finds blood on his hands and he starts freaking the fuck out pulls the bed sheets over to look down there's a fucking horse head it's his prized horse and that actually happened. Yes. I cannot remember what director it was, but it was somebody that screwed one of their friends, one of the people they know. And I don't think it was Frank Sinatra. I think it was somebody different that was another up-and-coming actor. Mm. And it pissed them off, and they tried to talk to him, and he insulted the Don. He insulted the guy who came, and he insulted... He basically made the racial remarks that he mm. did in the film, too. Fuck you. Fuck the Godfather, my Mount Crick friend, my Mick Kraut friend, and fuck that Giuseppe motherfucker. Tell him to take the pasta out of his fucking ears and tell him to listen to when I say fuck him. He ain't never going to be an actor. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And then I'm going to chop your fucking horse's head off and, and leave it in your fucking bed. And like watching The Sopranos like 40 fucking times, I'm just like, bye, who am I? <laughs> Why'd you kill her? She's a helpless fucking animal. You eat him by the fucking car. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, what are you, a fucking vegan now? You eat sausage and eggs by the carload. <laughs> but we don't raise chickens and fucking pigs, do we, Ralphie? You stupid fuck. <laughs> Uh, the horse was a hula, Tony. <laughs> the horse was a <laughs> It was a simple thing. The, hor- <laughs> the horse wasn't made, and the director was. It was some real greaseball shit. <laughs> but, like, do you know the story of, like, the, the filming of that? The filming of that? So, that actually is a real horse hit. Really? Yeah. So, they told the guy, hey, they showed him the fake one they're going to use. Oh, and wait. Yeah. So, they showed him the fake one they were going to use. And they said, hey, when you, what we're going to do is we're going to cut it a certain way. We're going to we're gonna put this fake one in there. You're going to freak out. And then we're going to cut to the shot with you not on the bed, but with the horse head. So, you don't have to feel what it is. This guy was a total prick on set the whole fucking time. And so, they put a fucking real one in there. And like there's still blood, like actual blood in it. And uh, fun fact, this is actually on the same set that they ended up filming Scarface on. Yep, same house. It was the, the same, same house. house. Yeah, I just I realized that with the bedroom, I'm like looking at it. And after I saw Scarface, I'm like, wait a minute. This fucking Tony Montana's room. Like, what the fuck? And uh, he just, it, that, that freak out is generally one take. Ah! Coppola's like, 
cut, we got it. Making gold. <laughs> now get the fuck off of my set. And that's what, like, like the, <laughs> the, the making of the of the movie, where, like, he had made guys on set, and it's just like, hey, this guy's causing trouble for the movie. I don't. Oh, want, we got it. I don't want, you know, Mr. Columbo to be upset. All right, we'll break his fucking legs. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Wait, I don't want you to hurt Take him. Take him to his fucking car. Okay? <laughs> just scare him. Yeah, just scare him. <laughs> Fuck him up. <laughs> but, like, so that's the true story of that. Meanwhile, uh, Salazzo is meeting with the Godfather, with, with James Caan. And this is where the problem began because he's not there. Tom's not there. It's just Sonny and, and him and I think Fredo. Yeah, because Fredo and... Um yeah, it was uh, Fredo, Sonny, and Don Corleone. And Sonny left early. Like, I think Sonny stormed off, if I remember right. Because he, uh, the, so Vito plainly says. We're not getting into it. Gambling is a justifiable business. Drinking is a good business. Well, this business is messy. It ruins lives. Guarantee, gam- gam- so does gambling. Yeah, of course. Gambling addiction, all that shit. But you can make it work. It's smaller and lighter impact than drugs. Yeah, like heroin. Especially with that was like the Sicilian connection is what it if was called. If we had in the to late leave 70s. tonight and go do something, hey man, do you want to gamble a little bit or do you want to do some smack? I'm gonna go with gambling. <laughs> cool, light him up. Let's go blackjack, baby. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here blackjack, baby. <laughs> Chris has just been nodding off and occasionally trying to pick up the conversation where it left off. Hey, uh, hey, man, it's time to hit. Go fish. Go fish. <laughs> We're playing fucking poker, you asshole. Fuck. Are you nodding off? Fuck you. Fuck you, you giddy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's when Sunny storms off because Salazzo and the uh, the the it doesn't go down. Because of more of a moral reason than anything. Which um, is strange. Yeah. <laughs> but just, he storms off like a little bitch. But that's when we find out that Salazzo has to make an executive decision. All right. We do have some filler in the middle where Don Corleone is sitting at the table and Tyra Shear, her husband, everyone's together just for a brief moment. But a scene that really stands out next is the scene of Don Corleone getting shot. Yeah. Because it's sometime later. Um, and he's getting some oranges. And there's a little telltale thing from The Godfather. A little yeah. uh, nippet trivia is that anytime there's oranges on screen, yeah. somebody's either going to get killed or almost killed. Well, like, you know, like there's the parody of this with um, uh, Tony being shot at when he's got orange juice. Orange juice. And he's getting shot at and he escapes. Because he gets shot. He does get shot, but he escapes. But the way Don Corleone. You know, Fredo fails to do his job. Uh, the 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 guy that was there supposed to his driver, his protector or whatever, called in sick. Yep. Bad move. Terrible. Bad move. move. That sets up the whole fucking problem. Now there's a there's someone helping out on the outside. Um, who later he later gets killed in a wheat field. <laughs> and he was uh, Paulie. Yeah. Yeah. He later gets killed. Uh, after they the get can- cannolis. Yeah, yeah, they get cannolis. And uh, that line was improvised, too. Yeah. No, 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 leave the gun. Take the cannolis. Um, that would be me as fucking, like, a, a mob guy is just how Clemenza was. Don't forget to get cannolis. All right, hon, I got you. Nah, I, I can see yours more of us like, oh, no, leave the gun. Grab grab my ghost energy drink. <laughs> leave the gun. Grab the ghost energy in that pack of Oreos. Yeah. Where, where are my cigarettes? Where are my, my ci- Where's my American spirits? Where are my American spirits? God damn it, this cocksucker smoked half the pack. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't I give cigarettes to a dead man? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so so we get into the story of um so he's been shot very badly he gets shot i want to say six times in the middle of the street and yes. fredo can't get the gun out of his jacket because fredo's an idiot yeah again it rhymes with nero <laughs> <laughs> fredo it rhymes with dumbass <laughs> Fredo the dumbass. Fredo the stunard. <laughs> stunard. Um, so, and this is this is kind of the fucked up part about it. So, Michael and Kay are walking down the street. It's Christmas time. It's you know it's getting past that time, and she just stops in her tracks. They're joking about, oh, what do you want? What do I get you? And she just stops in her tracks and says, "Hey, I see. You need to see this." And it's the line, Don Corleone shot in the middle of the street, dead. Because they've already reported that he's dead, which kind of gives them time against Salazzo and everyone else. It turns out he's in a hospital. He's still alive, still kicking. Tough yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, of course. Uh, um, and then there's the meeting with Sonny, Fredo, Robert Evolve, and Michael. And I love this meetup. Because the first thing James Conn's like, we need to kill these motherfuckers. And Tom, that's one of the only times Tom actually flies off the handle and gets pissed. Do you want a fucking war, Sonny? Because like, yeah, he was trying to talk sense into him because Sonny was just letting his anger guide him. Yeah. And he's like, we can't afford to do that. Yeah, do you know yeah. how many people the Turk knows? Yeah, yeah, a lot, gonna, so. We need to figure this <clears throat> fuck out. And Michael's just sitting there yeah, processing That's all he, that's all all he can do because he's not part of that story he's not part of that life and he sent k away which i thought was kind of fucked up but that plays into it later yeah uh, and then you know some things happen here and there it's not really big to the story tom gets kidnapped yep by salazzo <laughs> just stops him and puts him in the car with him hey let's take a ride real yeah. quick and if i wanted you dead you'd be dead i want you to sort of sit down with me and sunny so we can work this out and do everything. And this kind of pisses Sonny off, which rightfully so. But while this is happening, Michael uh, goes to visit his father in the hospital. Because now he's not dead. And I do like it's the mortician's son that shows up, I believe. Um, Enzo, the baker. Yeah, Benzo. Yep. He shows up. Oh, I came to pay my respects. I heard he got shot. And I love Michael Corleone's first take. He's like, I want you to stand here. Close your fucking jacket. I want you to keep your hand in your fucking pocket. Put a cigarette in your mouth and don't say anything. Just fucking look. Just stare. Don't blink. Just fucking stare. And it's the most impressive fucking scam. Like, the perfect on the fly, I need to move him as quick as I possibly yeah. can. Like, And I love the argument he has with the nurse. He's like, like bitch, that's my father. <laughs> you know? yeah, like, I understand you have your job to do, here, but that's are, my dad. People are coming here to kill him. And he gets on the phone and tells uh, James Conn, Sonny, and Robert, hey, or, yeah, uh, Robert Duvall, Hey, there's no one here watching Pop. I'm all alone here. We need somebody here now. Uh, the cops got rid of the guards, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then we see two of Salazzo's guys show up. And they get intimidated. Put an intimidation check <laughs> on these motherfuckers. And it's a fucking baker the whole time doing this scene. He's just standing. So, and he looks like a killer a little bit. Yeah. Because he's got this, the trench coat up. Yep. Got the, uh, he's got little, the hat on and he's little, got that scowl on his face. And he's taking that hit off that cigarette. He's got, he's got his hand in the pocket. You don't know what he's got. Yeah. And you don't want to be the one to pull. It's kind of like a Western. Don't pull if you want to, unless you want to shoot. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I love this because it's you see it later on in other movies and stuff. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Boardwalk Empire 
A little bit, yeah. Because like, there's a scene where Michael Shannon, who's no longer an IRS agent, <clears throat> is standing there with a the briefcase in a flower shop. And the flower shop owner's like, you see my friend over there? You want to pay to find out what's in that case? And it's fucking irons. Yeah. That's all it is. There's nothing of yeah, like... But Michael yeah. Shannon is intimidating looking enough. That it works. Because he drowned a man. <laughs> <laughs> With his, he baptized the man to death. <laughs> the spirit of the Lord took the man. I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> not today, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that, that kind of plays into that scene, you know. It's just like, let me just intimidate, check this motherfucker. Yeah. And it R- works. Roll for intimidation. It rolled for nat 20, motherfucker. <laughs> Two hard, two hard hitting killers just fucking. There needs to be a D and D like Godfather. Oh God, I, you can make that so fucking. Fast. It's so easy. Yeah. It would be the perfect game. I'm surprised there hasn't been one. Probably is. It's just like there was done anything about it. Probably a that makes that would make me so mad. There's a there's a D and D for everything. I, I'd love to do a D and D campaign like that. Fuck yeah. Uh, but so then the cops show up, and I love this scene. What the fuck are you guys doing here? He's like, uh, where the where were the men that were supposed to be guarding my father? Yeah, and that was just a fucked up conversation. You remember what the cops do to him? Beat the shit out of him. Well, the two cops are like, sir, he's not armed. I said, hold him the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just started beating the shit out of yep, him. Yep, McCluskey just started and laying will, into him. I will say, Al Pacino with like a bruised face doesn't even. He, it doesn't look realistic. Like he just he just. Yeah, his cheek pushed out. Yeah, that's and it. It's just like it, like the makeup department just kind of failed on that part. Yeah, it, it's fine. It'll sell. He's just holding a fucking rag to his face. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's seventy two. Cut him some slack. Yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> the whole thing's being watched by the mob. Yeah, it, we we gotta gotta be a little limited on shit. <laughs> Remember, one of the producers, supposedly, when he was in the screening of it with all the mob guys, one of them said, hey, if this movie's bad, you're not going to make it to your car. Yeah. I do like, I do like uh, in the movie, in the, in the movie, The Offering, yeah. when they're talking about that, it's just like that, the end credits roll, and all that music playing, and then the fucking gangster who's right behind him, pats him on the shoulder, good job, kid. And it's just like, holy shit. Oh, thank God. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm gonna fucking strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Stop crying. <laughs> you know, or you get to make more shitty films with your fucking kids. <laughs> uh, so, so we see. All right. So everything's kind of laid out very quickly, and then Tom pulls up with private investigators who are licensed and armed. Yep. And the cop is like, "What the fuck is this?" And Tom Hagen's like, "We'll kill you right here. I don't give a fuck." Like it's pretty much just what he says. He just it's like they're, they're all licensed and complete and it completely legal. legal. Yeah, they're all deputies licensed. of the United States yeah. government. And if you have an issue, I will see you in court. Is basically how he was making it. These clear. are all licensed private investigators who are allowed yeah. a license to carry a firearm. Yep, and they're and all like, just rushing into the fucking hot. There's like fifty of them. Yeah, and you're like, you're gonna fucking have a firefight in the goddamn <laughs> front of the hospital. What a great place to get shot. <laughs> yeah, medical care is right, right there. there. <laughs> and then we get into the whole scene of all right. So Michael comes back to the house. Tom Hagen's there. Sonny. Fredo's just milling around again. As usual, with his little rat hands. <laughs> his little rat face and his rat hands. <laughs> scheming. Yeah, scheming. Looking like a ferret. More ferret than man. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a, this is the only problem I have with the, with the whole movie. The idea of, like, let's just kill Salazzo. That's the plan. Let's just kill Salazzo, but they can't figure it out. And they say, instead of Sonny meeting with Salazzo... Let's have Michael meet with Salazzo. And Mike, it's Michael's plan, technically. Yeah. He's like, 
I could kill him during this meeting. And, and who do we have in the newspapers, too, is yeah. another question. Well, yeah, that, that's, well, that's how he lays it out. Yeah. But before all that, Sonny gets in his goddamn face and says, huh, you want to get in a man's face and shoot him and plug him and, like, touching his fucking head and shit? Yeah. And I'm just like, this guy came back from World War II. Okay. He, he, he was, finished his rounds probably in Germany before yep. he came home. Yep. All right. He probably fought against other Italians with the yep. British. So back the fuck up, Sonny. <laughs> you don't know shit about uh, killing. <laughs> I, I, you're right. I don't kill people. I kill fascists. And like, you need to back the fuck up. All right. That silver he was star. To... That, when you get a silver star, guess what? There's a little bit of blood on that motherfucker when you get it. Well, what cracks <laughs> me up though too is like uh, him saying that he killed. This isn't like where you kill people from hundreds of yards away. Another funny thing is there's a real mob story that's kind of similar to this, where it's almost the exact same thing is said, and it mm. was uh, from Roy DeMeo to a guy named Dominic Montiglio. Montiglio is kind of like a, the Corleone character, yeah. like Michael Corleone. Uh, Dominic was in fucking Mac V. Sog mm-hmm. in Vietnam, Special Forces. Yeah. You know, the shit of the shit. Yeah. His last mission before he got sent home, his unit got surrounded, and they had to fight their fucking way out. He lost half of his unit, got blown all the shit, had PTSD episodes. Yeah. And Roy is turning around saying to him, this ain't like the army. It's not like killing people for, like, basically talking shit to him. He's like, okay, Roy, right, yeah, Roy. You ever been in fucking war? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I kill people in trees, motherfucker. He's like, just sitting there like, yeah, sure, whatever, fuck off. Yeah, you ever hear the bushes talk, motherfucker? <laughs> huh? And it's like, the, it's my favorite part is, like, hearing the real-world connection with that mm-hmm. around the same same time this movie came out yeah. there's this actually happening because yeah, vietnam is ending yeah by the time this movie is, uh is released and it's like uh it, like you could even tell michael doesn't have anything to say because he's the youngest what's he gonna say to his older brother yeah. that's not gonna piss him off but he he makes himself known presence you know he makes his presence known he he says look we got guys in the papers right he's a corrupt cop he gets caught up with some bad guys gets killed that's we can not run our with problem. That. That's yeah. Not, yeah, it's our, we can run with that. We still got guys, and Tom Hanks like, yeah, we still got guys. Let's make it do. We find out where it's happening ahead of time. You know, sort me out, and we'll get it done. And that's where they stash the gun in the um, toilet tank, which yeah. is actually referenced in The Sopranos too. Yeah. Where he, go, I forgot what restaurant he was in, but Tony reaches behind because they have an old toilet tank, mm-hmm. and he just feels really quick for. Yeah, he, he starts panicking a little bit because yeah. it's not there. <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh shit but uh no so so uh he ends up hanging out with clemenza michael does and he's like i got you a special gun all this no numbers no nothing and i was waiting for him to say it's, it's basically he basically gives him a saturday night special yep and uh it's the same kind of gun that Vito uses to kill the landowner the renter the 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 the, the other godfather don the, Finucci. don Finucci in part two yeah uh, it's kind of the same thing where it took except it didn't take a lot so like 20 fucking minutes to die yeah. and stand there in the hallway like uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah so uh, so he talks about how loud it is he's like I made it special to make it loud so to make a gun louder special revolver what you do is you ream out the uh, the receiving end so when you're hound on a gun you have the, uh, the the cylinder itself and where the cylinder makes contact with the barrel so what he did was and this is a fun fact about guns if you ream out the hole where the bullet goes through the barrel and revolver it makes it louder because what you're doing is you're creating more air pocket space for the gun to go off. The problem is it can cause it to catch fire uh, if it's too hot. Uh, That's shown even in the... the Godfather Part 2. Where, he, where the napkin yeah, yeah, or well, the towel gets yeah, on yeah, fire. He caught it on fire because he shoots multiple shots and, and catches through. fire. Yeah. yeah. The problem with that is you, you could fuck it up, but 
you're shooting a Saturday night special. You're not worried about range. All right. You're, you're, you're from like me to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, called a, it's called a pig sticker for a reason. <laughs> Big fucking hole. Yeah. So, so they go to um, a restaurant that is real. That is straight up real in New York. Um, yeah. Um, it's still there too in the Bronx. Yeah. It's so, a little Italian place. Yeah. But it's, uh, uh, it's named after uh, a boxer. It's um, Marciano's, I think. Yes, it is. That's uh, Marciano's. Hey, they're going to Marciano's spot. Okay. Fun story about Marciano real quick. A guy who didn't know who the fuck Marciano was harassed him outside of his restaurant. Marciano's an old man. He beats the shit out of this man. Of course. He, the can, end. In the words of fucking uh, the guys in the barbershop from Coming oh, to America. Oh, it's Joe Lewis. It's he, Joe Lewis. It's <laughs> Joe Lewis's restaurant. Oh. Joe Lewis beats the fuck out of this dude. Of course. <laughs> So while this is going on, uh, before they go to the restaurant, uh, Salazzo picks them up. Plans are made. Things are planted. Everything's good to go. They have this conversation, and this is kind of a weird thing uh, I kind of hate about this movie. They don't subtitle the Italian conversation, what they're, the conversation they're having. You can look up what they're saying, but it's not captioned in the movie. And when I first time watching them, I was like, what the fuck are they saying? Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, I love Family Guy. And that's the reason Peter hates the movie. <laughs> like, they're speaking some other language. What yeah, they're speaking Ita- is Italian. Italian. It's a language, language of subtlety. subtlety. It's something you wouldn't understand. It's the language of hand gestures. <laughs> it's a lot of it. A friend of mine joked with me about that. He's like, you want to know why they make hands like this? They used to be letter openers <laughs> so for a living before they really started building much of anything. So they would always talk like this because they'd have the letters in their hands. <laughs> <laughs> I did see a video. It's true. A, the true story is that because of how the dialect changes in different parts of Italy, yeah. the hand gestures were to make it easier for somebody to understand. So if you're bringing a boat in and you're from, you know, Venice and I'm from Rome yeah. and I'm telling you not to park the fucking boat here, yeah. I can make my hand gestures go, no, you can't go here because it's universal across yeah. the uh, country. And it's kind of funny because there's a video I'll show it to you after this. It's a little girl speaking Italian. And she is just doing the fucking boat. And she is bitching. <laughs> and she's like three years old, speaking perfect Italian. <laughs> it's a me, bitch. <laughs> I, 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 growing up with like the Sicilian relatives I have, a few of them can speak Italian. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Sicilian, I should say, because there's a difference. Um, seeing them yell at each other, like my great grandmother, my grandmother's, uh, or my grandfather's mother. Hearing her going off in Italian, and then she started doing the fucking hand thing. It, just looking back on that shit still cracks me up to this day. So, they go to the restaurant. They're having this this language of subtlety. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, he goes to the bathroom. Salato looks at the cop. He's like, no, I searched him. He's good. Yeah, because he frisked him on his way in. And, and he frisked he, him in the car. And he tells him, I got to go to the bathroom. And he goes to the bathroom, grabs the gun, builds himself up a little bit. And then, bam, Salato... Bam, the cop. And he does the same thing Clemenza says. He's like, fire it, keep the gun in your hand, walk away, drop the gun as you're walking out. Don't, don't run. Look at any, don't look at anybody. But don't, don't look, look away either. Don't look away either. And it's, it's fucking perfect. It's a perfect hit. And the whole, another idea of this is, no, you're going to be hanging out with some people after this, and then when it's safe, you can come back home. The Another part of that was he has to go back to Italy. Yeah, he's yeah. got to go hide. Yeah. Uh, there is a scene though where he's hanging out in the stash house with Clemenza and those other guys and Kay calls and he's just like it's that weird conversation they're having and uh, she's like I love you Michael say it say you love me and he's like 
I'll call you later. Click. Michael, what did you tell that girl? Why did you, you tell her? that girl you love her with all your oh, heart? <laughs> I love you with all my heart. I, if I couldn't have you, I would die. Yeah, and he's just fucking <laughs> ragging his ass. <laughs> and he gets so fucking mad and walks yeah. out. Everybody's laughing still eating. But like he's, he just showed him how to make food. Hey, come here. You might have to make food with like four for five guys one day. Come here. Yeah. Show you, how you eat your sausage, your peppers. And it's not like that stupid Goodfellas scene where they're just like, we cut the garlic so thin it melts. It's First a of all, lot it doesn't like, fucking melt. And you know what's funny? In Donnie Brasco, Al Pacino kind of reprises that mm-hmm. when it's Johnny Depp in his kitchen. Yeah. Like the best cooks in like uh, in a kitchen in like an Italian family is always the men. And even Clemenza makes a reference to that. Like it's like yeah. it's carried on into a movie well, later another thing, on. I don't think that doesn't get explained in, in a lot of mafia movies, especially like The Sopranos. Hey, we're having Sunday dinner. Sunday's dinner is big. It's it starts, big starts at like one and ends at like eight. And it, you, it, it can a, go longer too. It's a marathon of food, like eating food and hanging out with family. Food, wine, and coffee. Yeah, that's it. That's it's it's a whole day mm-hmm. event. You know, it's like after church for Baptists. It's a whole day thing. Well, yeah, unless football's on. Yeah, <laughs> and then in that case, go Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> they play on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, they're playing on Sunday today. I'm watching the reruns. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now we get into you know the Stanley Kubrick Part Two, <laughs> the Four Coppola Part Two, where it's like a different movie because it's like it, that's what I love about this though. It's it's you it's just it, it is like Stanley Kubrick with Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. you have movie Part One, boot camp movie Part Two. You know, uh, in the shit in Vietnam, movie Part One, Michael comes home. Movie Part Two, Michael's in Italy now. Yeah, and now that you know Sonny. Sonny isn't quite running things, but Corleone's on the mend. Vito is on the mend. Uh, we see, we see kind of the outliers of what happened because of Salazzo was murdered. We see like yeah. the little reels of the papers, all these, all these headlines and stuff. Yeah. Uh, all you know, cop killed during drug, you know, bust or whatever. All this shit. And meanwhile, I do like how Michael Corleone is played in this situation because he's in this Italian village. And it's from it's it's where Vito's from mm-hmm. technically, but there's a Don there too, and they go there to meet the Don. But he also sees a woman there, and he ends up marrying this woman, which is kind of kind of fantastical. Uh, like he doesn't speak his his Italian isn't great. Yeah, compared to everybody else. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but he meets this woman and falls in love with her, and then this is where it kind of gets heartbreaking. Because this, this is this is the repercussions of what the fuck you just did. Because Apollina, which was her name, was um, she was the restaurant owner's daughter, mm-hmm. and he at first the restaurant owner got pissed off, and the guy went inside to be like, "I'll go find out what's going on." He comes out like, "Yo, we gotta go." That was his kid. That's his daughter. Like he's yeah. pissed. <laughs> Talks to him, bees all respectful to him. The guy actually completely changes his tone, nods yeah. his head, like, "All right, damn, that was nice." Yeah. And uh, she wanted to learn how to drive. Yeah, so going into this, uh, we're getting uh, the double dare nation again. Yeah. Uh, he's with her. He's developing a life with her. There's two guards. And they're both armed with double barrels. Which it's is, the Italian thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's For those guys. It's post-war remnants. <laughs> <laughs> that they because, found. <laughs> uh, because, uh, fun fact, uh, Italy was devoid of weapons after World War II. Yes. Because, For good reason. <laughs> so, so, like, a, a quick story about it. They ended up hanging Mussolini <laughs> from and, a balcony. Uh, no, yeah. shot him. Yeah. Well, they and hung the, him first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They hung his body up. And, uh, after, they, after they clipped him, you're right. Yep, they shot yep. him and then hung up his body. And then the British and the French and everybody else, all the Allied forces, like, maybe we shouldn't give you fucking 
Italians guns. Even though the even though you guys helped us invade your country. Yeah, but you guys switched sides on both world wars. So you guys <laughs> we, are, we don't really. You trust guys are fucking you. questionable. You guys are more questionable than, than the Japanese right yeah, now. Yeah, so get, little... get, give us your fucking guns. <laughs> so they have the they have basically hunting shotguns. That's basically what they do. Yeah, they're not stagecoach double barrels. No, they, they, these guns are designed. If you look at them, they're designed to shoot slugs. Yeah. Uh, so. And the effects of this is hilarious because it looks like fireworks are going off almost. Yeah. But uh, she ends up getting into the car, and before anybody realizes it, Michael's like, no, stop. Because one of his guards starts running off. He sees yeah. him, and he asks, he calls his name, and he looks at him like, where are you going? And he kind of looks at him with this look of, oh, fuck. And he has this brief little taste of remorse on his face. Yeah. And then he starts running off, and that's when he realized there's something wrong with the fucking car. Yeah. And he uh, goes to tell her to stop. Click, she click, starts click. the car. Boom, boom. It's not like casino where it's just like, oh shit, there's a fire. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a plate under the seat that keeps it from blowing up. <laughs> you are right, Mister. Don't fucking touch the suit. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get another one. While I start drinking again. <laughs> but uh, he had one for every drink. <laughs> for real, he did. <laughs> um, but while this is going on, uh, Taya Shear's husband starts whooping her ass. Yep. And I was just like watching that, and I'm just like. You're that a is a that is a visceral fucking scene because she's like slamming fucking plates and shit. He's just like you fucking guinea fucking bitches, you know, like, beating the shit. And like she had every reason to be pissed off because oh, yeah. he keeps going out and she knows he's yeah. fucking around behind yeah. her back, just like Sonny. Yeah, just like just like her brother, which is funny. You know, it's a, it's a um, kind of a foreshadowing. Yeah, it's like her own brother's behavior, but her brother's the one who kicks his fucking ass. So afterwards. so we get the scene uh, in the street. Which is one of my favorite scenes ever. It's mimicked in The Simpsons, actually. Yes, it is. It's large. <laughs> and she just starts kicking the shit out of this dude. Yeah. And it's just like, holy shit. And I, that's one thing I like about The Simpsons. They'll mimic every famous movie or real life history. They even mimicked uh, Homer as Don Finucci, where yeah. he's walking down the street and he eats a uh, donut. And the guy's talking to him and he puts his hand up, like, tell him to shut up. And he goes, molto bene. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also, uh, uh, they mimic uh, when they're leaving Australia, they mimic the fall of Saigon with the helicopter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, why are we leaving Australia? Uh, Bart bought a frog. (laughs) Oh my god, what? Wait, that looks familiar. What is that? That's the fall of Saigon. Saigon. (laughs) It's all historical context, but like, it's it's funny. It's funny seeing that because it's such a beating. And and there's kids like my grandfather actually told me about this. uh, That his. When he was growing up, the kids in his neighborhood did the same thing. You take like a, a hammer, or you take a um, a wrench and bust open the fucking seal of the fire hydrant yeah. when it would get too hot. So all that would rush into the street, and you basically had like a slip and slide oh, yeah, or a that, slip that, and bleed. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of like well, that's the popular thing about the yeah. whole like anything like in Harlem, same thing. You know, it, it was um, it, Bronx, uh, do the right thing, thing shows it too. Yeah. There's a scene in that where there's kids playing in the street, with and then the those fire kids hydrant. are playing with sticks and bricks, and then yeah, like, do the right thing turns into the L.A. riots yeah, <laughs> it, pretty quick because a cop strangles a guy. <laughs> Who would have predicted the L.A. riots except for Spike Lee? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so that he ends up beating this man, <laughs> beating the shit out of uh, uh, Carlo in yeah. the middle of the street in front of all these kids mm. that are just watching it, not helping. <laughs> and this is this is when the turn happens. We don't see it as it happens. We are told about it later in exposition. But uh, Sonny gets a call again about this piece of shit and has to drive all the way out there. And this is the 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 toll the toll road. 
And this is supposed to be where uh, LaGuardia Airport is now. Yeah. It's um, Nimitz Field or something. It was referenced in Pearl Harbor, yeah. that movie. That that same field where they meet uh, Doolittle. Yeah. It's that same airport. Yeah. Uh, crazy story about LaGuardia and why it's named that. But uh, later on. <laughs> so, no, you're fine, man. Um, same with O'Hare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll do it real quick. Uh, LaGuardia is a piece of shit. He was a former mayor of yes, New York. Yes, a total piece of shit. And his son is the guy who tried to outlaw pinball. So yeah, like, <laughs> and, and LaGuardia also took a, was on the take too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but outlawing pinball. No, no, no. Like, anyway, he must really hate the Who. <laughs> he fucking hates Tommy. <laughs> this Christ-like pinball wizard. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hippies. Yep. Um, but so so he goes out there to where that toll road is and. Rough, roughest fucking scene. James Conn just getting lit the fuck up with like eight two, guys, like, like eight, eight. Yeah, it was four guys on each side, and the toll operator just drops down, and he's like, "What the fuck?" And then looks over, all these guys pop up, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" Goes to climb into the back seat. Car gets lit the fuck up. You know what's weird is like the guy that played Clyde Barrow in Bonnie and Clyde looks a lot like James Conn. Yes, he does. And I was like, oh my God, it's just, it's just the same guy getting lit the fuck up. You constantly. know what's funny, too? There's a scene that kind of mimics that uh, training day. Yeah. With Alonzo, with Denzel Washington's character getting yeah. killed at the end. It's a similar concept. You can also mimic the thing with uh, uh, Fremont and Coates from Street Kings. Yes. With Terry Crews and the fucking uh, <laughs> gas station. It, it's, Fun it's, fact, guys, if you want to see Keanu Reeves be racist, uh, <laughs> Street Kings is streaming on HBO right now. And it's the wildest fucking movie I've ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, John Wick. <laughs> John Wick as a racist LAPD cop. <laughs> oh my he god! He killed a man by shooting him in the back eight times. <laughs> Who would have for thought? a warrant? <laughs> for a warrant? I guess it's been served. Yeah. <laughs> You've been served. <laughs> oh god! Just been revoked. <laughs> oh. um, Even Danny Glover's going, man. That's fucked up. So there, there's a there's a fall going on within the Corleone operation. So they bring Michael back home. Uh, and they needed restructure what's going on and this is where Michael isn't quite taking things back over but now he's he's in it now he's yeah. in the fucking family now and they also told uh, when he, before we flashed to Italy there was a scene where they told Don Corleone about what happened with Michael and that he asked did Michael do it and they told him yeah and he just put his hands up like don't fucking come in here again get away from me yeah like all upset like you could tell he's visually about to start crying yeah because you know now his his youngest son is now involved in the mob his oldest son is dead which is where that infamous scene look how they massacred my boy look what they did to my boy yeah <laughs> look how they massacred my boy which is a great meme when you tell someone and their football team lost <laughs> yeah <laughs> look how they massacred my boy because what breaks my heart is him saying no, no 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 i don't want to see him cleaned up i want to see him as is so that way i can see look out yeah. my son's face one more yeah. time and it's the mortician we see from the from the beginning of the movie and he says look i'll this is the, you know i'll do everything in my power Thank you, Don, for everything you've done. I'm sorry for your loss. Let me let me take this from you. Let me fix this for you as best I can. And that you know that kind of is that favor. Yeah, that is a that favor, favor for a favor. But not just that. It's it's the mutual respect because between the two. in the book, 
What happened to the guys that fucked with the mortician's daughter is brutal as shit. I didn't. Whatever happened to them? He ran them over. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. One, one of the guys, I think it was one of Clemenza's guys, ends up running those dudes over and they die. That is awesome. So they basically got hit by a car and died. Hi, fuckos. Hey, fuckos. <laughs> um, so, because remember, I remember the baker. The baker wants to marry his son. Wants to marry this girl. Blah 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 blah. And that comes out later. But uh, so yeah, so. Michael comes home, and this is kind of where I get kind of hazy with it, and I'm just like, there is a weird transition point where Michael is slowly taking over, doing all the effects because the you know Vito's still wounded, you know he he got shot a lot, he's he's not in the position, he's um what they would refer to as on the shelf, yeah, he's shelved, he's not out, but he's not in either, yeah, but we have this uh, dinner scene where we see the other Don from the wedding is sitting across from Vito. And they're talking about this drug business. Again. Again. And why he doesn't want any of them to get involved. Because it could bring us all down. Because of the way drugs are prosecuted in the United States. Severe. Severe. Life sentences. Even, even back then, yeah. yeah. Life sentences for like a little bag of heroin. Yeah. Um, and Which is brought up at Boardwalk Empire. Yes. Where uh, uh, Luciano gets his ass beat on top of a roof with a bunch of shit ton of heroin. Because <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you're fucking up. You're uh, the one who said we couldn't sell drugs. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, then we see the, uh, kind of like the cause and effect for Michael Corleone when he comes back home because now he's a former married man. He's a widower. Uh, he's now taking over everything. Fredo is still fucking useless for some reason, which I kind of hated that they wrote him that way. And, well, we need to get everybody, we need to reorganize the house. Yeah. Do some house cleaning. Start getting rid of people we don't need. Yeah, and this is where Clemenza and Ava Goda kind of come in toward the end. Because Ava Goda's character is one of, the, yeah. Yeah, one of the guys. Um, another guy who's in this uh, in this scene, um, the kind of sharp-dressed guy with the black hair and the little mustache, uh, is also the gangster from the movie Rocky. Yes, he is. Who hires uh, Sylvester Stallone's character. The guy you sh- you're talking about the guy who shoots the dude in the turnstile when yeah. he's coming out of the door, yeah. and he gets locked in, and he's like, well, wait, Yeah, what? he ends up in Godfather 2 testifying. Yes, in the yes. But like, he's, he's, the guy, he's the gangster in Rocky. And that's kind of... Who and, hires Rocky as an enforcer. And during the house cleaning scenes, the scenes where everybody's getting killed, he's baptizing his child. Yeah. Um, and we get this overarching clean scene, basically. Um I, I, I'm sorry, I just have to bring up, why the fuck did they have to make Clemenza go up all those goddamn stairs? Like, he was tired by the time he got up there. You could tell he was... That's his job. <sighs> I don't know, why they have Bobby kill that dude in fucking Sopranos? <laughs> the fucking French guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even he was asking why. You know, why am I doing this? Why, why, why? It's because he kicked Tony's ass and Tony was pissed. Yeah. Like, I I felt ba- and like, the one dude that was actually impressive, the impressive killing was uh, Al Neary's character, because he mm. was a former cop, and he still had his fucking uniform after he left the police department. Mm. So he was able to put that on and start writing a ticket, so while he's talking to the guys about the ticket, he just whipped out the gun and went, bam. Yeah. Uh, so we get this massive murder scene. <laughs> yep. Uh, People getting shot in an elevator, dude getting getting laid, and guys running in and just machine gunning both of them. Yeah. Uh, but we get to see with the baptism, and it's Tayo Shear's first child, and their baptism, and it's kind of reminds me of the scene from uh, 
uh, was it Devil's Advocate where he's in yes. the church and it's just very tense. Yes, and it's just like you t- you're gonna be the Godfather to this child. Yeah, sure, whatever. And it's just like the church didn't burn down. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, so he does this and he goes outside. So he baptizes this child, his nephew. Goes outside with the father, his brother-in-law, Carlo. Carlo, and proceeds to murder Carlo. <laughs> and like he, um, it's a little bit after, and they yeah. they bring him back to the house, and they're sitting there with him, and he deceives him in the way of, I know what you did. Yeah, I know you had my brother killed, and I know you've been pretty much putting pressure on my other brother because you know he's weak, and yeah. I know he's weak. Like he makes it clear to him that, yeah, and he tells him, I'll let you live. Just tell me who it was. Was it Barzini or was it Salazzo? And he tells him it was Barzini. And he goes, okay, well, now you're excommunicated. You'll be sent out to Las Vegas and you will stay there. I don't want you ever coming back to New York yeah, City. Don't you're contact my fucking sister. Don't contact my sister. As far as she's concerned, you're dead. Yeah. And then they kill him. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets into the car and Clemenza hits him with the fucking, my favorite line from him. Hello, Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the old fiber wire and, he, and the fucking up, piano wire yeah he ends up kicking the fucking windshield out uh, and they're just all watching him driving off yeah. like as he's kicking the windshield down he's yeah. not gonna make it <laughs> he's, like, he's dead he's dead he, he, he died as soon as he opened that car door yep um, Tessio's the same thing Tessio uh, that's when he turns to Tom Hagen cause he says well aren't we going and um, Tom Hagen says not this time yeah and I love the then the the closing scene, um, which does does Vito die in this episode? Yes, he does. Okay, he uh, so, dies so he, in the uh, the garden, orange field. The orange field. So uh, Vito passes away in the orange field, playing with his grandson, um, doing the weird like teeth mm. thing and like scaring the fuck out of the kid. Yeah. Keep in mind, he's also got probably like DDT and a fucking spray gun, spraying these fucking tomatoes. Yep. <laughs> And like so he sits out and dies and, and it's and it's a fucked up scene to watch but he's actually you know his, his whole life he's lived you know he he never got arrested he didn't get killed he escaped death he he died he you know he dies and he built a whole family after losing his entire one yeah and everything's on the on 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 par uh michael's with Kay, and this is the scene um he's talking to Kay. And she kind of figures out what's going on because he's he's re, you know he, he got back with her, um, and I don't think they have kids yet. Dude. I think they have a one one the little boy who so, is the same one that was playing yeah. with uh, Don Vito. So, so she's playing with the son in the, like a kind of like a lobby area. Yeah, and he's like, I have to go in here. I'll be right, you know. And you can kind of see in her eyes. She's like, Don't go, don't do it. And it's like, no, I, I have, I'm forced to do this. Whether I want it or not doesn't matter. I'm forced to do this. And then we get the scene of all of them around Michael, talking to him. Robert, uh, Robert Duvall's here. Fredo's here. Clemenza. And then the door is shut. The door slowly shut. And that's the end. And it was uh, her asking him before that, while they're in the office together, did you kill them? Did you do this? And he looks at her and goes, no. Like blatantly lies to yeah. her face, but she knows he's lying. He's yeah. not going to admit it, and it, you know it adds to the effect. It does. Um, and this the this the ending closer of this the door shutting. He shuts out his family from his other family. Yeah, and it's like it, you have to hold both accountable uh, until Godfather Three. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, that movie doesn't exist. Yeah. But when, no, no. Robert Duvall is perfectly healthy and fine. He did not die in a, in a scene that's not filmed. <laughs> where he gets blown up on a plane. Probably. That, that's what happened in the book. Yeah. So, but but it, it is left in the yeah. state of he probably got killed or he probably didn't. He maybe went under, like, went into hiding. Well, a big part of Godfather 3 was people thought Tom Hagen had, had turned and that's why they killed him. No. Tom Hagen's family are still part of the family. Yeah. If he had turned, they would have killed them too. Probably, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It would have been something. Because, like, especially in the second film, uh, after they come after fucking Michael's family mm-hmm. in one scene, it's kind of, you know, all bets are off. It's total war. In the uh, Catskills. Yeah, where they uh, they shoot through the house. No, they're not in the Catskills. They're, they? they're actually at the Corleone home. And somebody left the gate open, and the car was able to drive in, and they do a drive-by, and they take but off. But uh, they were at another property, too. Was um, it the Catskills? It wasn't the Catskills. It was I, down here. It was either down here, or it was somewhere in Florida. Because I know it takes place in Florida in one scene after they come back from yeah, Cuba. They end up going, yeah, but... Uh, because uh, Godfather Part Two takes place in multiple locations. It's uh, Florida, New York, Vegas, and Cuba, Vegas with Mo, uh, Mo Green. Actually, it was wait, Mo Green was in the first one. Mo Green was in the first one, if I remember right. He's one. He's one of the people that gets killed. Shot in the eye. Shot right in the eye. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, Fredo. That that's the one warning Michael gives Fredo is don't go against the family ever again because yeah. he was siding with Mo Green because yeah. Mo Green slapped him around. Yeah, made him a bitch. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Which is again why he was meeking yeah. around most of the time. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll be catching back up with this on the Godfather Part Two, Part Two, <laughs> Part Two of the Godfather Part Two. Yes. Uh, and then uh, we might get really shit faced and that watch be- Godfather Three. <laughs> Christ, Dad, Dad, <laughs> and just and just rewind it. It is do it again. <laughs> Dad? <laughs> Drink every time she does a poor fucking acting job. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you bring your daughter in? <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, like a CEO of a Fortune 500 company being like, hey, I'm, I'm bringing my son in uh, to run things around here. And his son fucking knows nothing, nothing. Yeah. about it. It's like Billy Madison doesn't yeah. know a goddamn Same thing. thing. <laughs> At least, at least in the Chris Farley version of that black sheep. Yeah, he, he, he at least something. learns. Yeah, he learns. <laughs> All right, folks, this is another episode of the Couch Rotatoes with my special guest Quinn. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it, guys. Uh, sorry for the delay on halfway through the episode. Uh, we'll get Alex to edit that real good. Yeah, he does a real good job. He he does. If not, he'll end up sleeping with the fishes. Oh. <laughs>